Good morning or good afternoon. Might even be good night for some of you guys. Today is Saturday, February 13th. Um, since it's Valentine's weekend, I felt it to be the appropriate time to discuss uh, love today. So today's podcast is titled, What I Know About Love Today, Draft 36. And I say Draft 36 because I am 36 years old. I feel like love is one of those things that is always working or always a draft. Like, I don't think you can ever put down like your final thoughts on it um, until you're gone. And so I always, well, it's not always, but I tend to shy away from topics like this because it's like, I kind of like to stay away from religion and love sometimes because I feel like these things are so personal, um, sometimes like fingerprints. So um, I'm going to share a lot of personal stuff, like things that I've learned about love. Um, this is just in hopes that maybe it helps someone who may be struggling with love or not fully understanding it, missing it, needing it, wanting it, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am still sort of getting over what was just like the craziest cold ever. I'm having a cup of coffee. Um, I've got my five points. I've even clipped a piece from my personal love journal. For those of you that don't know, I do keep a love journal. So I sell my business journals or like how I stay organized, um, how I stay organized professionally, but I do keep a journal. Um, but I keep it on my laptop because I don't want people to you know, I don't want to leave it open for somebody to read it, um, but I do keep a, a love journal on my laptop to just talk about how I've been sort of navigating my feelings of love. And what I have found is by keeping it, what I love most about keeping a journal is that I like to go back and see how I've grown. You know, I think so often we look at our lives and we think we're stagnant. We think we haven't made any progress. And when you go back and read, you realize you actually have um, and that you probably should be giving yourself more credit than you are. And so I love having it for that. So I've clipped something out from July 24th, 2014 for you. So I will be sharing that as I get through the points. Um, I am going to do my housekeeping because I have to. Uh, the My Tachi journals are in stock. They, If you have ordered one, everything shipped this week. So we got them in from Canada this week. Um, and they, they all went out. Um, I checked before I left work yesterday. And every order had been shipped. So it should be arriving at your doorstep soon. If you go ahead and order today, anything that you order, the very first journal, this is my year journal, um, or even a mug, it will ship in real time because we have some stock now. So um, pop on over there. I was going to in the journal business, but so many people constantly reach out to me by DM, by Twitter. So I said, okay, I'll order some more. So those are up in the store. That's mytachi.com. Shop your life away. All right. Uh, what I know about love today, draft 36. First thing that I feel like I know about love is that being happily single is a real thing. I know that it doesn't seem like it to some people and that society makes you feel like there's something wrong with you if you're single. Like, you know, I remember I've shared this. I think I went to meet up with my dad in Vegas for his 60th birthday. I think it was two years ago. And I met up with him and his girlfriend and um, I was alone. It was Valentine. It wasn't Valentine. It wasn't Valentine. It was just his, his birthday. I had to work in Vegas. And so I said, you know what, Dad? I'm working in Vegas. He loves Vegas. We'll meet up. 
And I remember after the weekend was coming to an end and we were leaving the the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil show. I forget what they call that, but I'm if you get a chance to see that in Vegas, it is worth every single dollar. Uh, but we went to go see that, the three of us. And as we're waiting on valet, he's going to go his way. I'm going to go mine. He looked at me and he says, do you ever get lonely? You know, like you always are traveling around like this. Like, how do you do this? Do you get lonely? And I, you know, I think my first initial thought was like defensive, like, no, I don't get lonely, you know? And I was like, I thought about it and I was like, well, sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes it is difficult, um, traveling all around and being by myself and, you know, working a lot and all the time. But I told him like, I chose this, like, this is the life I chose. This is what I really want to be doing more than anything right now. And I understand that, there's that saying that you, you can't have it. You can have it all, just not all at once. Um, and I do think that you can still work really hard and have relationships, but when you're trying to work at the level and at the pace that I was going to build something, um, I understood that I wanted to be selfish with my time. And so, um, it wasn't that I couldn't have had a boyfriend or a mate or a partner or whatever, but that's just what I felt like doing and just being honest with myself and saying, this is where I'm at in my life. And, I just wasn't in the space to invite someone because I know me well enough to know that when there's someone else involved, I will consider them, their schedule, you know, versus me just focusing on my grind. Like if I need to go hard for two, three whole years, I want to be able to do that and not have to consider someone. So I was like, sometimes it gets lonely, but this is what I'm doing right now, you know? Um, and There's also this thing of like, sometimes understanding that you're just not ready. Like, even if you want to be with someone and you think it'd be nice to be with someone, sometimes understanding that you are in like a real learning phase of your life and not that you can't learn with someone, but sometimes it's easier to learn alone and just being okay with that. You know, there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing wrong with, um, being single. I've been, I've been single and I've been in relationships and (laughs) I remember, I can't, I think it was maybe six or so years ago. Um, when I was turning 30, I had gotten into this like panic phase that, I put on myself and I allow others to put on me like, Oh my God, I'm 29. I'm going to be 30. I have don't have anybody. I don't even think, you know, I've, I've dated around a little bit, but I've not got into anything serious. I need to do this. It's time for me to settle down and get married. And so I got together with someone and settled down as my first time ever living with a guy. And I remember thinking to myself like, Oh my God, is this what everybody is in a rush to do? I just, it just wasn't for me at that time, 29 years old, 30, I think I was still doing that. I was not ready for that kind of life. Like the sacrificing the, um, I didn't even want to eat dinner together at night during the week because I was still busy working. I wanted to sit at my computer and work till I got tired. But when you live with someone and they come home from work, you got to sit and have dinner, blah, blah, blah. And now that I'm older, it's something that I don't mind. And I've been able to sort of shift my life and work things around that it works for me. And maybe I'm just older and more tired. But at that time, girl, I remember saying to myself, 
God, if you just get me out of this, I promise to never complain about being single again. And that is something that now I'm cool with the the ebbs and the flows of like enjoying the time when I'm single and enjoying the time when I'm in a relationship, you know? So wherever you are um, on the spectrum, I, I really wish that I could like, I really want to write a book about like happily single. Like it's not the end of the world. Don't let make, don't let people make you feel like it is. Um, and really just learn to enjoy your time, like being single, you should be getting a lot of stuff done. If you don't have to like share your life and your schedule, you should, it's not, it is, it is, that takes away even more excuses for you to be, you know, knocking things out on top of your grind, getting up early in the morning, going to bed late, handling your business. So, you know, if you are in the single space, enjoy it. Um, because I don't, I think that the difference, you know, being in and out of love is just different. Like one's not better than the other. They're just different. They're just different things. Um, number two, endings really are amazing new beginnings. Um, there's this saying like this, this Buddhist interpretation, it's not the true Buddha saying that everything that has a beginning has an ending and making peace with that, um, if you make peace with that, all will be well. And it's something that I talked about in the last podcast of like not being afraid of endings. I, I don't know why we have like this anxiety about the end of things. It's like, I understand that, you know, we get comfortable, we want to have something, but I really do think that if you have this ultimate trust, um, whatever you believe in God, the universe, whoever, whatever your God is, but if you have a true trust and faith about um, what is already written for your life. If that's something that you believe, if you believe that like what's for you is for you and what's written is written in that, um, the promises for like peace and joy and happiness are also for you. Even if you are struggling right now, even if you are experiencing some unfair things, um, everything is for you. And so if something comes to an, comes to an end, be open for an even better beginning. It's really difficult to do because the end feels so hard, but just trying to be open and understand that however this ended, sometimes, you know, when things end for me, I'm always just like, you know what? I feel like if the end was abrupt or I didn't have my hands in it, is that it was God's way of making, of doing this for me because it was something that I wasn't able to do on my, for, for myself, that I was incapable of moving the needle in my life. And so I feel like these intersections in life, these places where, you know, sometimes it's like you get to the intersection and you have a choice, but sometimes I feel like God will completely do a roadblock. Like he will make the weather bad. Uh, he or she will make the weather bad. Um, that, that there will be this, like this thing that completely cuts off your second option, forcing you to go down a really difficult path. And on that path, maybe there's deeper understanding, deeper life, something even better. And I've always said to people that like, I have experienced some really, really serious hardships in life. And I have really been in the midst of those and wondered why, like, are you serious? I mean, you know, it's like from breaking up, sort of getting put out, going to a house that I remember the first day I moved into this house, like it was sweltering in Atlanta. 
heat the AC wouldn't work. I don't even know that I could afford to fix it. Come to the house that I ended up moving in was in foreclosure. I ended up having to move again during Thanksgiving week. And it was just one of these things where it's like, it rains, it pours when it rains, it pours. But I remember having this conversation with my dad, like after issue number like 12 of this new beginning, uh, you know, living in Atlanta, not knowing anybody. And my dad just being like, there's no use in you spending time being mad at, you know, ex-boyfriends and shady landlords because this person knew their house was foreclosing and they took my rent. Like, there's no need in you spending time being mad at them. Um, like, life has going, life is going to take care of those people the way life is going to take care of you. So I want you to focus on the positive. Focus on where you're going, what's happening. And once I started to do that, you know, I under, like everything did start to get better. You know, it was almost just like bringing me back to, to gratefulness. And so, um, whatever starts will end, um, but you don't have to be afraid of it. And so, you know, I think in the past I would be so have so, you know, I had so much past trauma about things ending that I'd be so afraid to get involved with people or to start things because I wasn't sure how it was going to end or I wanted to control the ending based on what I knew. And so um, that is something that I think you have to always know that like if I could show you a crystal ball uh, of your life that uh, like what your life will be like if you accept the endings of things, uh, you'd embrace them you'd embrace them even more and, and even more quickly because life really does get better. It really does. <clears throat> Number three, if you think you struggle with the how of relationships, get help. And I know that's probably like, what do you mean? Um, it's not bizarre or strange not to know how to be in, how to navigate relationships um, if you haven't had an example, if you haven't had good examples and you really don't know how get help. So that is something that I did. Like it took me a minute to get there. Like I said, this is what I know about love today. Draft 36. Um, I had to figure out how, um, which leads me to a question. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I got this podcast question that I'm going to read to you guys. And then I'm going to tell you what I wrote back and discuss it a little further. But this is, this is a question and, and I enjoyed it. This person says, while everyone is asking about career, mine is pretty much in line. And now I'm focused on finding someone. How did you go about finding love? So I said I did a few things. First thing I did was look at myself in the equation. So I took inventory. For those of you who um, got my This Is My Year journal, you know that I'm all about inventory. I knew that I was approaching this whole relationship thing all wrong, so I decided to get some help with a psychotherapist to heal the trauma of my past, things I saw with my parents, and then past things that I had accepted. Um, after lots of time working on myself, I opened myself up to the idea of dating, not thinking that every person that I got along with was the one. In the meantime, I got so busy living my life that a partner was truly the icing versus the actual cake of my life. I dated when I found someone that treated me the way that I liked and disagreements arose. And when disagreements arose, I was able to talk about them and understand that differences are normal and conflict is just a wrinkle versus, you know, the ultimate ending. It sounds cliche, but once I really decided to focus on me, I was able to open, to be open to inviting someone into my life. 
it's easy to find someone, but having the tools to navigate a relationship, which is what I needed, is totally different. So <clears throat> I don't necessarily think that, you know, there's all these like anecdotes and in order to find someone, you have to do this, you should do that. Um, I think that you should do whatever it is you think you may need to do. And if you, and if nothing is what you need to do, do that. Everybody doesn't need to do something, you know, everybody doesn't, you know, need to, sometimes people just need to live their lives. And I think for me, it wasn't, I didn't struggle with finding people like that was not the case. But one thing that I, I noticed a pattern of, um, constantly picking the same kind of wrong person. Uh, that was my pattern. I also understood that, you know, when I did find someone that was decent, that I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know how to act. And like, um, there were some things that I used to do based on the trauma, like because of, of things that I experienced, um, I just didn't trust. So if you told me you were going to do something, you didn't do it. There was zero room for you to have dropped your phone, lost your phone. I don't trust. I was like, mm -mm. if your phone was off and goes to voicemail, I don't Now I'm never answering my phone for the next two weeks. Like that's the kind of stuff I used to do. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that people aren't sometimes lying because they are, but I just had to stop. Like I stopped like participating in that. And because I stopped, uh, I stopped getting involved with, it's not even attracting. Well, maybe it is attracting, but I stopped attracting and getting involved with that kind of person. So I don't even have to like play those kinds of games. Like I always pick people who were BS people, you know, and the reason why I was doing that, I now know because I, because I did, you know, therapy and figured this thing out. I was doing that because I was trying to like rewrite my path. So there's this thing called repetition compulsion. That is when you always are picking the same person or you always think that this person, like if you think that married men are always attracted to you, um, it's, it's because of repetition compulsion. It's, it's, you are attracting them <clears throat> and you attract them by like the cracks, like people, men or women or whoever, you can immediately tell a person who has cracks, right? Um, broken, uh, the guy that's always attracted to the girl, the bird with the broken wing. And you think you can cover that wing up. A lot of girls are trying to cover that up with hair and makeup and all that stuff and, and talking trash. But Broken wings are obvious. You're not flying. You don't fly. And so the kind of person that finds you down on the ground, kind of whittling around is also another broken person, another broken wing person. Like, you know, the analogy just hit me, but people who, whose wings are mended and are flying, they're flying high together. When you're flying high, you will attract people who are also flying high with you. But when you've got that broken wing or cracking you, that's what you're attracting. And so that's what I was doing. And you know, I realized that I was trying to rewrite my past in the future. And so that is what you do when you are constantly attracting the wrong person is that you're trying to take something really bad that happened to you in the past. It could be something you experienced with your parents. Maybe you always saw your mom or dad cheating. Maybe your mom or dad left. Maybe you fell in love with someone who cheated on you. And now you want to try to rewrite this story. And it's a really unconscious thing that we do. It's not even something that you know you're doing. You're not trying to do it it is just something that you do. And, and so that is something that I was doing. And I literally just 
had to like figure out how to do all this stuff and realize like if you what really sent me wanted me to get some help about the whole love thing is that I was just like one day I was like flashes of all the last like let's just say 10 or 12 guys I had dated they were all the same person you know what I mean in one way or another they were they all were the same person with the same drama and I was just like it's not them it's me like what am I doing and how do I how do I stop this and so you may not have anything maybe you don't and maybe you just need to get out there and live your life and so everybody doesn't need to do something but if you feel like you struggle with the how um go ahead and get some help number four figure out what you want I think that that was the thing that I kind of was like struggling with is that I hate lists you know what I mean it's just like I am not gonna make a list about somebody that I want to be with or whatever but um July 24th 2014 I was flying to my friend Amy's wedding um and Amy recently lost her husband suddenly which saddens me and so um if you have a moment to just send some light and love to her uh only married a year and a half and I just can't imagine the depth of the pain that one could feel when you have found your person but I remember flying to their wedding and thinking to myself at July 24 2014 I was definitely very jaded about love and I was just like uh and now I gotta go to a wedding but I decided to journal on my flight from Atlanta to LA to this wedding just in hopes that maybe this weekend of love and this celebration of love would open me up to the idea of finding someone because I kind of wanted to find someone, but I was still just so jaded from the last situation that I was in. And I think that it was like maybe a year prior that I had gotten out of a, a, the last sort of like whatever the hell I was doing. I don't even know what to call it. It, it. I think I saw something called a situationship. Like it was definitely something along those lines. Um, but I wrote out, I wrote this journal entry, which I'm going to share with you, which I can't believe I'm sharing with you, but I'm going to tell you sort of like what I journaled and why I'm glad I did it and how that helped me in the future. So July 24th, if someone comes along that fits into what I've got going on and what I'm looking for, um, okay, so what is that? Okay, so I realizing as I'm reading this that I, I didn't read you the whole thing. That was just, this is this graph before the list. And so... I'm saying if someone comes along that fits into what I've got going on and what I'm looking for, and then I stop and say, okay, what am I looking for? This is not a list per se, but more of a what I know for sure about having a partner. I now know that I want a partner. I don't think I've ever used that term before. When you say it versus husband, boyfriend, or baby daddy, you are insanely intentional about what you're looking for. Like business, you have to find people that mesh well with the company culture. And what I've learned over time is that even if a person doesn't mesh, mesh with the company culture, they are not a bad person. They simply don't fit with the current direction, which may be different than it was last year. You usually know right away or within months if that person fits. My partner will fit the company culture and I will fit theirs. Number two, being desired is at the top of the list of my deal breakers. It is so important that my partner ensure that I feel desired and vice versa. I truly believe that desiring your partner brings you closer with deep intimacy, lots of talking and sharing, and the intimacy allows you to lift your veil off. Being able to be vulnerable about everything with your partner is love. Number three, having passion about your life is important to me. It doesn't have to be something that I know about or even care about, but it should be something that you care about. 
seeing someone frustrated because they can't figure something out actually turns me on because it means that they are still trying in life. I want to be with a partner that never stops trying in life. Like Robin Roberts said, I am grateful, just not intent. Um, as I get into number four, I notice they get like a little kind of less serious and maybe just, you know, physical attraction and health. These things are important to me. I want to be with someone that is active and and interested in a healthy lifestyle. You don't have to be a gym rat, but knowing that importance of moving your body, knowing the importance of moving your body and what you put in it. Um, number five, I think, is someone fun. What does that mean? Someone that can get up and go, someone that can int- be introduced to a group of strangers and acclimate. I'm definitely into that. Like, I, I want someone who's fun. Um, another thing that I have is romance. I like romance. Even if they aren't initially romantic, they learn how to be, see above someone that never stops trying in life. Um, And my final one was respect. And so I continue to write. I think that sums it up for the most part. That was actually a fun exercise and something I've never done before. Maybe I should check people against this list the next time I get involved. Wait, let me add one last thing that I shouldn't have to say, but based on my history, let me put it in writing. Single. This person should be single and available. The end. Um, So that was my list that I wrote on my flight to uh, Los Angeles on my way to a wedding, um, July 24, 2014. And I am in a relationship now. And um, I had gotten into a relationship with someone uh, prior to the one I'm in now. And I remember writing in my love journal and checking that person up against this list. And I was just like, "Mm mm-mm. This person is not hitting all these points and they're not things about height and weight and what kind of job and any of those things. It's just like, these are the things that I know to be true, things that I know that I need to thrive. And so now I am in a relationship with someone who is absolutely fun, absolutely romantic, super passionate about life, like works in the arts. And like I said, I don't have to get it, but somebody who is super into what they're doing, um, So the desire is there. Um, And then the partnership, you know what I mean? It's like as a person in business, I do understand partnership and understanding how to ebb and flow with someone and someone who can sort of like um, everybody takes turns, like sacrificing, like not doing things and like just understanding that. So that's my list. If you feel free to borrow from it. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on my Ask FM. My last point is is to be as fearless about love as I am about my business. That was the thing that I really had to work on and something that my therapist will always talk to me about. Like, you are not afraid. Like, you will take on these massive, massive things in business. But when it comes to love, you are just, like, so afraid. So I've asked myself, like, am I afraid of work rejection? Like, I'm not. Like, I really don't even care. If someone rejects me, I figure out another way. If somebody doesn't want to work with me, I figure out someone that does. And, like, I don't even take it personal. I'm like, that's fine. This person just wants me to prove myself. Um, I am not afraid of the unknown when it comes to business. Like, I'm not. I'm just like, you know what? You know, people always say, what will happen if this ends for you? Like, then I'll figure something out. My life won't end when my business ends, which helps me understand that my life won't end when my love ends. You know, if it ends, when it ends, when it changes. Um, And one thing that I do is like, do I bring my whole entire self and everything to the table? You know, do I bring my whole entire self with everything that I do? And I do. And it's just like, I've 
learn to start doing that and just like not being afraid and not BSing and just not being like, not being afraid to say what I want. Like for some strange reason, people are afraid to say like, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for something serious. This is what I want in my life. This is what I see for my future. Like there's nothing weird about that. Like people always say, don't say this on the first day because you'll scare somebody off. Scare off that person. Scare off the wrong person for you because if you can scare them off, they're not the person for you. And I realized that once I became confident about my ability to love, I became confident about knowing what I want. You know, that list kind of having that kind of knowing, having that sort of tattooed on my heart. That's not about the other person. That's about me. I'm now confident about what I know I want. Um, and having that confidence about knowing what I want helped me to end a relationship that wasn't for me. Like I'm confident enough that these are the things that are going to work for me. And it's not that it's not that you're not a good person. It's just that these things aren't meeting my needs. The same thing. I think that that also helped me fire someone for the first time. Like I used to struggle with that. Like I didn't want to fire people because I felt like I don't ever want them to think that they're bad people. They're not bad people. Just not working for me, you know, not working with the company culture, you know, and being okay with doing that. Like once I became confident about what I wanted and then I had the tools, um, I became less afraid. And those tools are things that I've learned through therapy that I didn't really know how to do. Um, was just really how to communicate negative feelings and how to communicate things that I really wanted to do and learning how to say no. Like I used to feel like if somebody really, really, really wants to do something that I had to do it because if I said no, they'd be disappointed because when people tell me no, I get disappointed. And now if I don't want to do something, I just say no. And when someone gets upset about my saying no, I explain that I do understand that it's disappointing to have someone say no because I know how that feels, but I really just don't want to. Um, I don't have to have a reason for not wanting to do it. Um, everybody will be okay. I think initially it's jarring. Telling people no is always that thing where they kind of like, they're taken aback. But in the long run, people respect you more. They the, the love thrives because you are just really being authentic and being true to yourself. And so once I got those tools, you know, I started using my voice and got confident about what I wanted. I was good. And one thing that I stopped doing is like, I don't accept blame for things that don't belong to me because sometimes you'll get with people. And even in my very loving relationship that I have today, I still will be like, no, that's, that's not it. You know what I mean? Like you can get into an argument or have some conflict and I've had an argument or just, you know, some conflict where it's like, you know, you think everything's about you. And it's like, actually, no, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, that's just an easy thing to say. It's easy for people to throw that out. It's easy for people to throw that out when you are like in tune with your star player, when you are aligned with what you want and don't want. People think that you are making things about you. And it's just like, no, I actually just know what works for me and I'm okay with setting a boundary, you know? I'm okay with that. And if you need, because you don't do that in your life doesn't mean that everything's about me. I welcome you to set some boundaries in your life. I welcome you to say no to me to the things that you don't, you don't want to do, but I'm not going to take blame because I don't want to do something or because I, um, 
because I won't accept like someone else's issues. And so you have to be like, I'm real clear on that. Like, it's like, oh, you think everything's about you? Like, actually, no, I don't. And let me tell you why I don't, because I've done this, 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 and this with you. I've done 15 things that you wanted to do. And now that I don't want to do one thing, everything's about me. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, another thing is that I stopped making shit up. You know what I mean? I told you how I had all these trust issues. And so Somebody would do something and I would either, I would concoct all these different stories and all these different things about this person. And when the truth of the matter is, I just needed to not be dealing with that person anyway. You know what I mean? If somebody puts you in a space where you got to stay up all night thinking about the truth and thinking about what they might be doing and all this, let them go. It's not you, it's them. And that stuff's not going to change and you don't need to have any conversations about it, but don't you you are too great of a person to be in a situation that's not easy and comfortable. Like you don't need that time spent pining over wondering about someone is better served pining over and wondering about the future of your business, the future of your career, the future of your life, future of your travel, your happiness, not somebody else. Um, another thing is that, um, I love my life as it is. You know what I mean? Like with or without somebody, like my life is good. I'm validated. I love the work that I'm doing. I travel. I love traveling by myself. You know, I love getting up and going places on my own. Like I love my life as it is. And it's just like, learn to love, love what you got going on. Be content. Um, all that, all that. So that's what I know about love today. Draft 36. You guys have a great Valentine's day. Sending so much love to you. Bye.